So let me pray just before I read from Luke 13. Father God, we just thank you that you are for us and that you've called us. And Father, I just pray that every word is a word in season for you and that anything that isn't of your heart today that you will just discard in people's minds and that we will cut to the chase of what you want. In Jesus' name, amen. So the parables from Luke 13, verses 18 to 21. Then Jesus asked, what is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree and the birds of the air perched in its branches. Again, he asked, what shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. Both these parables are used by Jesus when he's teaching in the synagogue after healing a woman who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. If you, if you cast before, the verses before, you can read that she was bent over and could not straighten up at all. Jesus called her forward and said to her woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. This is a remarkable transformation. Imagine the difficulties she would have experienced in the previous 18 years. One thing that strikes me is she would not have seen the people, places and opportunities around her. Her eyes would have been fixed on the ground. One of the key marks of Telford is the lack of aspiration for many of the young people, in some ways similar to this woman. They are unable to stand straight and gaze into the beauty surrounding them and see what opportunities life presents. As I read it, I also wondered about the 18 years. Is this about the coming of age, 18? And as Telford has hit 50, the time for, is it the time for the church to be reimagined? So the kingdom of God, Jesus explains, is like a mustard seed, which when planted grows into a tree and the birds of the air perched in its branches. And we have a daily prayer, don't we? we? We say, thy kingdom come. And we've been praying for that to be in Telford. And this is what we are seeking in the Minster, the rule and reign of Jesus in Telford. And when he's around, transformation happens. People like this woman gain a whole new perspective as they meet the risen Christ and praise him. A few years ago, as many of you know, I felt called to initiate 24-7 prayer in Telford. And the night before I shared the vision with leaders like Jem at the time, I had a picture of hot, freshly baked bread coming out of the oven. Boy, that's a tantalizing smell, isn't it? Freshly baked bread. And that sense though, that few knew Jesus, this bread of life in Telford because there was a plate holding it up, this bread, and it was all fragmented. 
And God seemed to be saying that this was due to a lack of unity across the churches. So as the 24-7 week was planned, it grew into a praying circle around Telford, crossing a wide variety of places and denominations. And in the very first week, there was a special night in Newport where people gathered from across all the churches for a night of spontaneous prayer and worship that lasted several hours. And that night, a young woman shared a word that, and it struck me as vital. And that was mustard seed. She said, I'm a new Christian and I don't know much about the Bible, but I keep hearing the word mustard seed. So it just seems that this is such an exciting word for us at the Minster. From such a small tree, seed, such an amazing tree can grow. This parable gives us an extraordinary view of the kingdom of God. And the authenticity of this teaching must have been recognised in the early church as it is mentioned in all three of the Synoptic Gospels. So what is special about a mustard seed? Firstly, it is very small, only about one to two millimetres, absolutely tiny. And I have to say, that sounded a little bit like the church in Telford, which had the tiniest church-going population per capita in a 2005 Church Mission Society report, so much so that it hit the headlines. Yet a few years later, the 2011 census found that 61.4% of respondents registered their religion as Christian. And that 61.4% was higher than the national average of 59. And a mere 24% said they had no religion and only 7% did not state the religion at all. And if you're interested in stats, maybe it's just my thing, but um, you can look on maps of this on the Telford and Recon website. And uh, what I find quite interesting is that the southern tip of Telford showed the least amount of people who stated they had any religion at all. So when we translate 61% into a number, it becomes a cool 102,000 who state they are Christian. We know that does not mean they know Jesus and are spiritually alive, but it would lead you to believe that they're open to the gospel, to the kingdom of God. A bit more Google searching found the Urban Dictionary, which alleges that Telford has the lowest rate of per church attendance in the known universe, even beating Tehran. This is somewhat of a dichotomy, isn't it? We have a relatively high proportion of people who state they are Christians, but a tiny proportion attending church. Surely this parable of the mustard seed gives us hope. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew to be the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree. So in this parable, Jesus is telling us that extreme growth is possible where he is king. 
just before I started writing this talk on Saturday, I woke up with a picture of a lunchbox and it just reminded me that God loves to multiply. Like the simple boy's lunch of two fishes and five bread that fed a crowd of ravenous people at the end of a hot day. Another time Jesus uses mustard seed in a parable is when he speaks of faith like a mustard seed that can move mountains. And many of us have seen God do astounding things. A couple of weeks ago, we heard Matt's testimony of Jesus healing his knees to the point that the, the metal pins and the scars from an operation were taken away. And two brand knees, new knees were created. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? And that happened in a kingdom-filled atmosphere. And a few years earlier, in the same venue at New Wine, I went to healing in the streets training and I watched somebody's leg grow out with my very eyes. And I just couldn't believe it as this, this lovely lady just held this person's foot and, and said, grow a bit more, grow a bit more. And I saw it grow. And for an accountant that likes the facts in front of me, I could see that, that the Holy Spirit and that Jesus was about something. And it did make me wonder as I walked back to have lunch that day, why God allowed me to see that. And faith in Jesus grows, doesn't it? As, as it will in the streets of Telford when people see Jesus at work, as, as he did for the crippled woman in Luke prior to this parable. In Revelations 19, it's, it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And as we point to Jesus, as we lift him up, the Holy Spirit lights up and becomes more activated to recreate and restore what was lost. Those are the grand things, but some very small things can make a mo monumental difference, can't they? Like the kind smile to the neighbour or helping someone in need. We don't know all the consequences of, of things that we do. One small act of boldness, like Rosa LaParque taking a seat on the bus in Alabama, can have reverberations throughout culture. The Holy Spirit is just as active in the small as the mighty. And many of us have held on to the scripture from Zechariah for years that it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The very fact of the extreme growth that can happen in the kingdom of God testifies that it is God's spirit who brings the growth, not what we do. However, we need to be fully open, obedient and obedient to God's plans. And when I was thinking about Minster people, you know, as we see each other in these, these squares on the screen in front of us, I was just thinking how many of you seen, have seen the kingdom at work in powerful ways, whether it be in schools, young people, families, little, local and ordinary churches, trafficked girls, prisons, businesses, hospitals. So I, I reckon in this Zoom room, there's a huge hope that God can move powerfully in Telford. So we know that this can happen, don't we? What about this mustard seed tree? It becomes so big that it can shelter birds. 
And initially when we read this, it sounds like this is good, that the birds are good. But these birds are described as the birds of the air. And I'd like to suggest that we need to reflect a bit deeper on the expression used here. In the Old Testament, birds were often used to depict the enemy. And remembering Kevin's talk a few weeks ago now in the parable of the sower, the seed was, was sown initially onto good soil, but when the birds of the air came, it ate the seed all up. And the birds of the air there were a force for evil. And I think shows us that while the kingdom of God can grow, the birds of the air are about trying to prevent that, trying to prevent the kingdom of God in its fullness. And I just wonder if God is trying to bring our attention to the fact that there are powers at play in Telford dead set against the kingdom of God flourishing. And, you know, I ask, why is it that despite the Anglican church sending four pioneers with a task to grow church in this godless place since 2005, there's been constant challenge and the hoped for household of God has not been fully established. Just Google it to see the headlines every new start. And I think we really have to look at this bit, the birds of the air, because they're sent to prevent the true word of God being heard, and if heard, taking hold in someone's life. Some Sundays ago, we shared some thoughts on Lawley, and one reflection um, that caught my memory from the early years um, of our church plant in 2009-10, was quite a few strong people Potential leaders, in fact, came close to the word. They heard the gospel, something happened, but, and they started coming to church, but they didn't stay. Something happened and they left. Something got in the way. So that good seed didn't last, didn't grow deep. Some of these people went on to become community leaders in other spheres. One such person was somebody who set up the Lawley Running Club, which became the fastest growing successful new club in Shropshire. People had been initially drawn to the gospel and the church community, but, but did not stay and become fully, firmly rooted. So I, I, I just think there's a really big prayer task here. Um, and it shows that there's a big battle to be won in the air. Yet we know that Christ has the victory. He won it on the cross and beat death. Through his resurrection, death was beaten. So we who live in his risen life can be powerful, powerful opponents in this battle. Telford has over 100,000 people who state they are Christians. What an opportunity that sits before us. So that's a bit of a, a, bit of a, a, a walk through that parable. So finally, let's look at the parable of the yeast. The yeast, like the mustard seed, is small. Yeast is a tiny ingredient, but is the catalyst for the batch of dough to rise in bread making. 
Like mustard seed, it is small but has a big impact. Using this allegory, Jesus is explaining that the kingdom of God is meant to run through everything. Yeast can barely be seen, but the bread won't rise without it. Our neighbourhoods, communities, workplaces and schools won't be all that they're meant to be without us playing our full part. As we carry the word and presence of God wherever, wherever we go. So after lockdown, where is calling you to where is God calling you to be? Has he given you fresh inspiration of where to take his word? More boldness, more confidence to speak out vision and ideas, to reach out to people with truth. I know some of you have shared that. I know just looking at Shona, she's talked about workplace ministry which is amazing. So in summary, God has called us together to see hope arise in Telford, to see, like this mustard seed, the kingdom of God grow in a remarkable way. But we need to be aware of the birds of the air that will want to snatch away seeds. As I walked and prayed before the downpour, thank goodness it was before the downpour, I came across a construction site which was full of different machinery, different diggers, sort of different, different types of pieces that, and equipment used to build a new site. And I just felt God was saying, it's, it's like together we are all slightly different, aren't we? The way I'll have shared that word be slightly different from how somebody else would have brought it. You know, we all bring something unique. And yet, God has called us to be together with our unique gifts and um, tasks to do this new thing, to demolish the principalities and powers, and to help build the kingdom. To Jesus, Emmanuel, as we just sung about, touch the hearts of God's people. So let's pray. Father, as we have had that great downpour of rain, that beautiful rain, which waters the dry land, I just pray that you water our hearts with your love, that you will open our eyes to the full vision of what you've called us to do, to be as church. Equip us and fill us with your spirit. Help us as we journey together to find exactly how our machinery works and how we fit together. So we as one body share in your risen life, Jesus, in your resurrection power. Come, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come. Flood this land with your presence. Amen.